Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. So, yes, um, we have a special session in celebrating our fourth anniversary. We'll be calling specific people in CGC to come and share their journey through um, life, career, businesses, school, and how CGC has been able to like bless them throughout that process. So the very first person I'm calling, please put your hands together. Help me welcome Ronke Aribi. Welcome Ronke, you look beautiful. Um, hi, good morning church. <laughs> Awesome. We are all looking beautiful this morning. Yeah. All right. So basically, I'm going to share, you know, my experience how far, how education has been an advantage, you know, for me in my journey so far, and basically how TGC supported this journey. Right. I mean, it was this morning, fast forward on to when I had to remember that it was around this time last year that I partnered with God to take a step further and do my master's. It's amazing, right? And um, through it all, I remember then the, the, the idea for me was to go outside of the country, right? I mean, at the time, everyone was going outside of the country to do their master's. And realistically, I had to sit down with myself. You know me, where I literally plan like everything. Um, if I'm going to do this, it's going to cost a lot. Where will I get the money from? I'm literally the first child. My parents, you know, to save them all of all this. And I remember that it was in the course of that thought, an ad of a university popped up to me. And before I knew it, God just orchestrated in my heart. I applied. Before I knew it, everything literally came through, right? And I remember that Sunday service. It was at the other venue. Um, it was a spirit move service, and a Bible verse literally dropped in my heart. Until today, I still remember it every time. John 16, 33. It says, I've told you this thing so that in me you would have peace. And going forward into that verse, it says, in this world you have trouble, but I have overcome the world. Right? It's so emotional to me because every single time through that journey, it was supposed to be a one-year master. But I moved so much in the spirit of the Holy Spirit, it took me seven months. And in these seven months, it wasn't just, I, I mean, it's exciting that I can summarize it this way. But I would tell you that it took only nights of sleeping, only three hours. It took nights of sleeping, even less than two hours. And mind you, I'm working a full-time job, doing a full-time master's, going in a speed that even sometimes the university reaches out to me. They literally, you know, the success advisors reach out to me to say, um, we've looked at other people that are doing this course in, in, in your country, and you are still on an A, B grade. How are you doing it? And I remember that I told the lady, I told the lady, are you a Christian? And she says, oh, we don't talk um, religion here. I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm actually working because I'm not taking, I remember when I take, when I take three courses, right, three courses in a month, that's like doing three courses, a course is for one, two months, right? Imagine three courses in one month. They had to reach out to me. And I said, I'm not doing this because I want to prove to anybody. I'm doing it because I literally heard God say, do it, right, with the speed of the Holy Spirit. And I can assure you that all through the journey, I held on to the word of God. All through the journey, God came through for me. I remember there was a time I broke out, so I think, Wura, because sometimes, you know, the body wants to feel like this is overwhelming. And, you know, I reached out to her, and she was, 
encouraging to me. And that day again, I remembered, I am with you in this. Have peace in this, right? Have peace in me. I even reached out to PT sometimes, you know, it would just kind of encourage me and take me through it. Today, I can tell you that I'm in, I'm in a place where, I really wanna, don't want to give too much details, where in my workplace today, I'm doing things that for the way to structure it. I'm doing things that people in my age, in my level, cannot do. I'm literally a key decision maker. And all this is because I decided to partner with God in my education, not because I wanted to do something. If you do it in your strength, I assure you that you would not achieve anything you want to do. But I decided to partner with God and to bring this to scale. I can, I can see God literally do things through me. I remember there was a time I shared a testimony with Pity. I was in the restroom and, you know, someone was just randomly, you know, saying things that I don't really understand why he's always wrong care. Like, why do we have to wait for her to do things and, you know, do all of that? And when I stepped out of the, of the, of the restroom, it was, it was funny because they didn't know I was there. And, you know, I just smiled, did my thing, and I walked away. And I was like, God, you are the one that did this for me. So if, 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 I just want you to, 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 to kind of picture this here. Imagine um, in a firm where every single person is like way, way, you know, older than you are. And then you are there and then you are a force to recognize. Just picture it. And then every single way, they want to attack you with something. But she doesn't have this. Bam, the Lord has already told me to do this. I remember when I signed up for LinkedIn courses, it was so expensive. It didn't make sense to me. And every point in time, it would just drop in my head, do this course, take this course. And I'm, it's not like I'm trying to uh, make it seem like it all came from TGC, but most especially it was always, almost every Sunday that the idea comes out. If I had my old church book, I would literally show you the back, the back of it. I would be in church, it would be in sermon, and I'm writing down things, and they are coming to pass. And every single time someone wants to tackle it, say, oh, she doesn't have this certificate. Yo, fam, I have it. She doesn't have this. Yo, fam, I have it. And it wasn't of my strength, but of the strength of God. My message for you this morning is, this year, Kairos, 10 times better, you can actually partner with God and take the active steps. Have you ever heard of people that they said they wasted so much time doing something that that wasn't what they were supposed to do? That wouldn't be the testimony of everyone here today. But if you partner with God, if you take this, comp this competitive advantage that you have, my God, you will open doors for you. That course you want to do today, sync with God. Say, God, is this really what I should do now? You remember when there were so many things that you want to do and then you feel like, oh, this is what the world is doing now. Sync with your God first. It's easier said than done. I know it. I've been there. I've even made mistakes where I thought, that, oh, this is what I was supposed to do, but then I had to go back to do the right thing. If you have God, you actually sync with God. My story in being with TGC, I know is God orchestrated. I remember, I, I can't remember, maybe I told Pastor, I literally saw the church in a dream came to church, eventually came to church. And since that day till now, my life has been a testimony. Fast forward to last year till now. So please partner with God. This year, Kairos is even so much of an advantage that you can take in your career, in your education, in your business. Just make sure that whatever you're doing is stem from God and have a word from God. I promise you have a word from God. When I got John 16, I didn't understand it until the troubles came forth. I didn't get it. He said, I've told you this, is so you have peace in me. If you literally enter my room or my reading space, you literally see that Bible verse there. Have peace in me because I have overcome the world. So when I step into meetings, written rooms, or I'm called into an, on an, in an unprepared meeting because someone is trying to do something, I remember that I have overcome the world because my father has, and he told me his word, and it always comes true for me. I hope that this blesses and encourages you this morning. Please let's put hands together for Runke. That was very, very inspiring. 
So the second person who is going to be talking to us on how we can move from zero to hero, please hands together as I welcome Mr. Benjamin. Thank you. Good morning, church. Um, I would like to backtrack a bit. So um, before I even thought of joining TGC, I think it was when I left the university. Uh, for those who did their IT or their internship in, a, in an oil company, you know how it is there, the money they pay and all of that. So that was the dream. Like once I finish school, that's where I'm going to work. Because I think mistakenly, they gave me their pay um, stuff on Excel to compute. So when I saw the salary, I was like, hell no. This is the place. This is the hill where I would die on. So I went back to school to finish my finals, and Buhari happened. And uh, for three to four straight years, I was on the waiting list of this oil company. I did not get the job. I was waiting, doing nothing. Then at some point, I was like, God, like, what is happening? Like, what exactly is happening? So I decided to, and God, God kept telling me something. Like, what is in your hand? What is in your hand? I kept looking at my hand. Like, I don't get, like, what's in my hand? Like, what can you do? The only thing I can do well in my sleep is to write. That's all I can do. Like, what will writing really do? Like, what? Then in 2018, I came to GGC for the first time. I think there was a program TGC held at Snog that they, we invited um, Enzimora to come. Yeah, that was the first time I attended uh, TGC. And you know, the program was wonderful. And I went back home. So I was working with a guy in Cyprus that year. And I started writing. And you know, the first thing, the first word I had in TGC was from PT. And what did PT tell me? He says, Benjamin you will never have a money problem. That was what he said. It did not make any sense because I had a money problem. <laughs> Serious money problem. So, fast forward to 2019, I joined TGC fully, did my induction, you know, things were, things were coming up a bit. I started getting writing jobs, and all of that. And to be very honest with you, it is very difficult. See, it takes a very high level of discipline to work for yourself. A very high level of discipline. Because nobody is watching you. You can do whatever you like. Nobody has to call you. Oh, you have to be at work. As soon as that. Oh, by the way, I did a 9 to 5. I only lasted 3 months. I only lasted 3 months. I, in fact, we, we fought and I had to leave. And I went back home again. I was like, okay, how do I hack this thing? So I started working. Then last year was the highlight of the, the whole thing. Last year, everything was just, was just messy. Like, nothing was happening. After the COVID and everything, schools were on break. Nobody was calling for writing, nothing. There was literally nothing. I had to survive on what um, the rich people called good debt. So you, you borrow money. You invest it, you take the extra that comes from the investment and return the person's money. You borrow a bigger money. So that was what I was doing at the time. But nobody will even know that anything is wrong with you. Oh, they'd see you're doing it, but me inside, I was like, God, where am I going to? 
like I look at myself and I look at the family, I look at everything. It's so confusing. And every time I run to pity, pity will be like, pity will tell me the same thing. Like, don't worry. Don't worry. You just keep going. You just keep praying. So I kept doing that. Then the truth was exactly this time last year, the change just happened. Like somebody just called me from from the UK and I was like, oh Benjamin, I hear you right and all of that. Oh, well, we, we do that once in a while. And he said, okay, that he would like me to do a job for him. So I did the job for him. I was like, oh, the job was really great. And he said he had two or three other people that can I undo the job. And to be very honest, in June, I paid all the debt I had. In June, in just one month. Then between June and October, the level of job I had almost broke me in December because it was too much. I have heard of places I've never heard of before. People started calling me out of the blue. I don't know where they got my number from. I don't know how they got my number. They just kept calling me that, oh, please, we need you to help us do this thing. And you know, it got to a point where the thing they were telling me to do was out of my niche. Like, it was stuff I'd never done before. And I remember people would tell you that, see, even if you don't know it, take it. You will learn on the job. So I kept taking everything. I was taking everything. And anytime I do, they'd be like, oh, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. So in December, I almost fell here because the job was a lot. So I decided to like recruit people to work for me. Imagine you going from, you doing work for yourself and recruiting people to work for you. But uh, it, it ended a little badly because I didn't train them. So they didn't really know what they were supposed to do. So the work was bad. I had to do the work for myself again. So in January, after all these testimonies, made my first millions last year, and in January, God was now telling me that, okay, I, I think it's time to move. I was like, uh, we just got here. Move to where? Uh, I think you need to scale this up a little bit. This is not where I want you to be. You're going farther. I said, okay. So there's this thing where I write for, my, I write for people, I do a lot of work, but God wants me to write stuff he would want me to write. Like, he wants people to see him through my writing. So, it, it became very difficult because I've been writing a book since 2012. I've not finished the book. Anytime I start writing something for myself, I put it down. Then, God has a way of showing you your, the next step of your journey. Like, I, I don't know, I won't say I'm not really confident, but when it comes to my work, I'm not, my own personal work, it's kind of difficult. Then something happened I think last month. There was a competition for writing. To be very honest, I don't like competition for writing because I feel like 1,000 people are submitting something. How would I be better than 1,000 people writing? So, in a way someone talked me to writing it, so I wrote it. And after one month, they said I won the competition. No, they just sent the email and they were like, oh, you, you are part of the winners. Okay. Who are the winners? They said, we have three winners. So you are part of the winners. Eventually, when they sent the email, they were like, you actually won the first prize. If I told Peter, I was like, Pity, 1,000 people submitted. How did my own write-up win first position? Like it was just so impossible. So it was just God telling me every step of the way that, see, in this journey, when you walk with me, 
when you walk with me, when you do my thing, I will do yours for you. So that has been my journey in TGC. And I want to encourage everyone. Say, if you walk with God, every word you have gotten, always go back to it and be reminded that God is with you all the way. Thank you. Thank you very much, Benjamin. So um, the next person that's coming up on stage will be shared with us on finding your mentor and how TGC helped her to get to where she currently is in a place of career right now. Please, with Jesus joy and our hands clapped together, let's welcome our very own friend, Juliana. Good morning, church. <laughs> yeah, good morning. <laughs> Um, okay, when TGC was about to start, I had met PT before then, and I was an emotional mess at the time. And okay, it got so good. I just met TGC in church, and I don't know how we started talking, and then we became friends at the time. Then we used to call him Uncle Tolu. Then Uncle Tolu now comes and says he wants to start a church, and he would like me to be a part of the church fam I was scared because I was coming from a place where church had messed me like I was wrecked at the time and then I was like okay I just told Uncle Tolu then okay and then anytime I see Uncle Tolu come I just run away <laughs> and then somehow somehow church started a year in CGC had started I didn't have rest where I was I knew that I felt like I belonged to TGC. I would see him post up. Sometimes they would even reach out to me. I would say, don't worry, I'll come tomorrow. They like, I'll not go. <laughs> then somehow one day I planned to go to my church. Then on the way, I just had this nudge in my spirit to just just go to TGC. No matter how bad it is, when you get there, you will know if you want to stay or not. I was like, okay, I obeyed. And then I just budgeted another bus, came to church, and got so good. What PT was teaching, I think it was spiritual home training or so. It was the exact word I needed. And he didn't even know I was coming. And it was just a confirmation to what I heard on my way going to church. So that was it. That was how I found myself back. That was how I found myself in TGC. So then I was in 200 level. And my life made no sense to me at all, to be very honest. I was, I knew God had plans for my life. But I was always asking, how do I go about these things? They look far, far, far away from me. I don't think I would ever be able to reach that point. Then, Pete's teaching on how your dreams are attainable. They are not more than you. In fact, when they scare you, that means God is with you and is leading you. So just keep pushing. Then, I started engaging, being active in school. When we have, um, when we have stuff to do, I engage myself, learn, ask questions, do other things out of my department. So I started going out of school to perform and do all of those things and lockdown came and I was like okay I want to make money how do I do this then luckily enough my friend Ohita was she was doing she was a cook at the time and then suddenly there was this rave about social media then there was the likes of Salem and all of them running on Instagram so I just picked interest and said this thing whether it's work or not let me just learn something so I followed these people I binge on their content, watch YouTube videos, and somehow I was able to channel the creativity I had into writing, um, editing videos for Instagram, and doing all of those things then. I said that I could do this thing well. I started 
pushing myself out as a social media um, manager and content creator. And then I didn't know what I was really doing, to be very honest, but I knew that if they give me the work, I'll be able to do it. So I was talking about it constantly on my WhatsApp. And then my first client was from my mom, because my mom always sees what I post. And then she just, one of her friends in the US was like, oh, she has this jewelry store, and they are not pushing her brand well the way they want it to be, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, lockdown helped me to like gain the skills. So after, after lockdown, back to school, I was not asking myself, so all these skills I've learned for how many months, what am I going to do with them? How would they be useful for me? I was asking the Holy Spirit all of that, and then I knew that, I've always known that, oh, I'm going to be doing something writing, but I just didn't know how it was going to be. But I just said, keep learning the skills. I, I took courses. I had, I, Amara, PD, and Oita, we won a scholarship. We just applied. I think it was Amara or PD that brought it up. We applied. It was really tough for me because I was in my final year. I had the deferred semester. And if you know how theaters can be, it can be very draining. So I was doing all of that, having to go to rehearsal, morning till night, go back home. In fact, at a point, Amara and PD had to help me with my work. Long story short, I got everything. Then in November, I was like, okay, oh, school is coming to an end. I need a job. I don't want to go back home and just sit down. And all the things I've been learning is social media. I don't want to do social media. I know that's not what you're calling me to. But then how does this work? Then there was a Sunday in church. PT said we should talk to, we should ask God to show us his vision for our lives. Then I heard three names. And then, ah. These things are big names. I cannot just even mention. People say, are you mad? Are you okay? Why are you talking about these things? So fast forward to November. On the 1st of November, I was sleeping. And then I had God in my, dr in my dream that I should shoot my shot at Kunlia Folanyo. It was wild because I was like, sir. He said, just shoot your shot. So okay, so shoot my shot. I had to put in the work, went online, read stuff about what he was doing. I even I didn't have money at the time, but I don't know how I raised money. I made sure I, I visited the restaurant they just opened at the time. I just wanted to know what was happening so that I would not just go there and look like somebody that was just looking for an opportunity. Lo and behold, I sent the meal. This is somebody that I work there now, and I know how finicky can be with meals, but he replied the meal himself. I met him, we talked, and long story short, he said, okay, come and resume. Then HR was now the obstacle. It was as if she was like, there's no space here for us, blah, blah, blah. You, maybe you will come back later. Sha, it was during the time of camp meeting, and it was Kairos, 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 be resilient, keep pushing. And then I didn't stop. I kept calling, sending mails and all of that. Then come January, I was called to come resume. And God so good. God gave me, like, I received words for everything that would happen that month and the months after. And everything happened. I was not shaking. I was just in place because everybody saw me and they saw me like an opportunist coming from nowhere. I didn't apply. It was not like there was a job vacancy that I came to fill. And then I got there and my boss was always calling me, I want Juliana to do this, I want Juliana to do that. And people that were on the job before, it was more as if he was sidelining them that it caused a rift in the office. But God so good because I had received words. I just knew how to deal with all of them. So what am I trying to say to you? 
you this morning is that if God has planted you here and you are here, there's no how you will not grow. There's no how you will not be successful. All you need to do, like PT says, is apply yourself. These things will just fall on your lap. You need to put in the work. You need to, it might look as if you're not doing anything, but keep doing it. So um, shortly before I go, this social media thingy that was saying, oh, what am I going to do with these skills? Suddenly after I joined, there were three people in my department plus me. The first person resigned and the job fell on my lap. It had to do with social media. I was able to fill in the role. And then long, not long after, the second person resigned. So it was left with only me. Yes, it has been stressful and strenuous, but I've been able to deliver. And even my boss had to call me and say, I'm really sorry. I know this is not your job to do, but you are doing a great job. Just keep filling the role till we find somebody. So yes, TDC has blessed me in so many ways. And this is one of the great many things. Thank you very much for sharing that with us, Gilada. I think as she said that story, just slowly realized that she actually got my first job as a virtual assistant that year. <laughs> women supporting women. So, <laughs> so the next person I'm going to be calling up right now to talk to us about his journey, um, finding your path through school is hands together, please, as we welcome Amara. That's our music director, guys. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so hey guys, I don't think I've been on this stage since we, since we moved here. <laughs> so I've never been on this stage before, but um, so I want to quickly talk to two sets of people, and my name is Amara, by the way, if you've, if, you've never, if you've never heard my name before, my name is Amara, probably the only guy you ever meet, but I need to speak to two people here about what TGC has done for me. The first set of people are people who... Um, are still in school. Then the second set of people are people who are doing something unconventional, something you probably, something you probably think, okay, yeah, something you probably think is, um, what's the word now? Difficult because people don't understand your path. So um, while I was in, what's it called? While I was in school in year two, I was studying petroleum and gas engineering, and it so happened that. I, I liked the course, I think. I liked, yeah, I liked the course. I didn't have a problem with it. I was one of those people who your parents want you to study something, and so for that reason, you get to do it. And, but like, it's not like they're forcing you to do it. They're like, oh yeah, explosives and so options, what do you think? And then I chose Petroleum Magazine. I got in, do you know of that? And then I got into my year two. I used to be a very introverted person, so I didn't talk to people. You would not believe it. <laughs> I used to be a very introverted person. I used to be a very shy person and all of those things. And um, but I was in year two and I had somebody who was kind of like a senior brother to me. Not a senior brother, but kind of like a senior brother to me. And he, um, I remember one day we were going to church and then we were having the conversation. And then he just, like just talking with him, he was one of those people who like has, have years of knowledge ahead of you. And so when they speak, you just know, damn, what am I doing with my life? So yeah, while he was doing that, I was like, where are you going like this? I, you know, you know you, most of us have that moment, that enlightenment moment where you're like, what are you doing? Where are you going? So yeah, I had that discussion with him and then I just figured, oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. I need to get my, my, my stuff together. It's not like I was a bad child or anything. I was great, just average. And so I decided I was going to build my communication skills, leadership skills, interpersonal skills, all of those things. I took up volunteering in school. It became, it, it became incredible. I took on so much work at the point I collapsed. 
That's how good. You know when people say that, oh yeah, this person, some of us can relate. I will not call her names. Don't miss it, can relate. Where is she? You take on so much work because people see that you're enthusiastic about the work and then they just keep, ah, give him some more. Yeah, so that's how I, but I really got good at all I, all I was doing. But then in my year three and year four, I discovered that I liked finance. I'm not going to go into how I discovered all of that, but I liked, I discovered I liked finance. I'm like, but oil money, finance, oil money. Eventually, I, be I began to explore the finance option and discovered that, yeah, this is something that I want to do for myself. And I was still in year three. And I, I had a lot of convincing my parents, convincing everybody around me. Eventually, finished from school. When I finished from school, I already had job offers waiting for me. So, as in I have, by the grace of God, people in high places who are telling me, Amara, when you're done, please come and walk. Whether on oil and gas, you won't walk. On a kidney, you won't walk. Come and walk. So, um, but I was turning down offers and it was not making any sense to everybody, including myself. That, bro, what are you doing? What's the plan? They're asking you to come and take up work and you're turning it down. So, eventually, um, but I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to trade. I'm a forex trader by profession. And it's very unconventional because you see a lot of people who go into it and lose money doing it. And so explaining to my folks at home that, yeah, this is what I want to spend my, at least the early years of my life doing, not any other thing you guys want, want for me, was difficult. A very difficult because I have siblings who are doing well in other areas. At, at the time, though, I'm doing well now, by the way, but like, let's, let's forget. <laughs> So yeah, um, so but it was tough starting out, especially because I was broke when graduating from school, like beat broke. Yeah, so um, it took me a while, but I stuck with what I wanted to do. Like I was confident in the fact that I, want, I wanted to do this. And then I was in TGC, and I already had mentors, people who I look up to, people who helped me understand how much staying on what you want to do would help you get you where you want, to, get to where you want to. And with all of that. Every time I come to church and I listen to a pity sermon, well, not every time, but there's Sundays where you enter church and you listen to a sermon from pity and you're just like, wow. Like it confirms everything that you already think about what you want to achieve for yourself. And it was just always reinforcing those beliefs and helping to build on top of the existing mindset I already have. And it just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And bro, I got to a point where now I have a course, I have students, I have people who are making money from under me. And <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, not to brag about myself, but at least to brag about the fact that if you stay where God has told you to do, um, to stay, yeah, and you support that with the church where people on, like, I look at TGC. I don't know if any of you have thought about this thing. Have you ever thought about what TGC will be like 10 years from its founding? Like, you see everybody with big dreams and you're like, I'm in the right place. So yes, that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. That there are two sets of people here. If you, whatever, we, whatever you're doing, stick with it. You're in the right place. And I'm sure you will be, it will be rewarding at the end of it all. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, Amara. Funny how you can mention my name. I remember then when Amara was telling me how I got to be the media team lead. And because then I was always asking, oh, affirmations today? You've got affirmations today? What's affirmations today? Apparently, Amara and Pity had like inner conversations on how to make me the lead. Even I was oblivious to that fact. But yeah, thank you very much for that. <laughs> so the second person coming to come and talk to us about how we found this path through school, which is the final person I'll be calling up on stage today, is my own personal learned colleague, Barista Sam. <laughs> Please, let's clap for Sam, I beg. 
Good morning, church. I should have won the wig, you know. I don't want to have any issues with the disciplinary committee. <laughs> so um, I remembered I was at Jaja. Uh, the terrible. No, I was at, no. Yeah, Jaja was telling the log, right? And I just came back from class then. And then PD just came around and he was like, Sam, do you know Uncle Tolu? And I said, yeah. And he was like, yeah, so we're starting a church. And I'm thinking, what the hell? You don't just drop that kind of news on me when I'm coming back from a stress lecture, right? So we're having a conversation, and I was like, oh, but for me, it was something, because I'm the kind of person that I like to have big dreams, so I want to be a part of something going forward. So I thought of it, that what could, what could really happen? Okay, God, building a church with you, that would be amazing. I've never done this before, but that would be amazing, right? So we started. Um, we'll go to Peter's house. We'll drive down. We'll come back. It was a lot of work. But of course, finding your path through school is not something you get done in one day. So ever since I was like quite younger, at first, people think I'll be a pastor. It was even so interesting that when I go to market to buy stores, and they'll be like, what church do you attend? Because I tell them my name is Sam, and they'll be like, what church do you attend Daystar? Because then I used to attend, and they'll be like, oh, and I'm like, mm -mm, don't, don't bring that connection, right? Don't, don't try that. Then going to school, I was always freaky about tech too, and I remember then I was like, if I'm gonna study law, Oh, yeah, before, because if you guys know me, actually, see, my life is amazing. It's funny. So from pastor to pilot, yeah. I wanted to be a pilot up until GS3. And that was because, oh, I had never entered a plane. But I think after that phase went off, international travels and local flights, you're like, oh, okay, it's not so interesting. <laughs> you get, so you just move to the next thing. And I remember in GS3 then, right then, my aunt, although she's not in Nigeria, and she was like, Sam, will pray about it. So I prayed to God about it. And the other closest thing would have to be a writer, but law seemed more prestigious. So I thought, like, okay, if I was going to be a lawyer, then I could just you not know, back it up in my writing. And that's how I got into law. Then going into law, I looked at the brochure of Nilag, and I was like, oh, technology will be really interesting. I think I would do that. Then going further down into it, I think I'll just fast track it up onto my fourth year, going to my final year. So I was an executive in the fourth year, and we had a meeting with the dean. And the dean mentioned something. She was like, when you're in your fourth year, and you're going to your final year, you have to prepare for your project. It doesn't make sense for you choosing a topic for your project when you're already in your final year. And then, during the phase of my year four, my fourth year to my final year, TDC had started. And then I was just praying to God that, Lord, what do you want me to do? And God said something. Focus on two things. <laughs> IP and data. The interesting thing was that going to final year was when the Facebook issue happened. And that was my first encounter with data. And I was like, okay, this is quite interesting. Let's see what it goes. And though I went into it and I said, okay, it relates more with technology and all of that. And I was like, okay, God, we're doing this. So it was time to pick your final project. And there's this thing you, you actually get in school. And they were like, when you're choosing your final project, go for the one that gives you the most mark. Boy, oh boy. Do you know how unreasonable that sounds? Because you're spending three months, four months researching deeply on a topic. And you're doing all that just for a grade? That's ridiculous. So the Holy Spirit told me then that in your final year, because I was privileged enough, thank you, PT, to like lead the fellowship session, it was hard. It was freaking hard. So it was as if God knew that something was going to happen that would like really, really affect my spirit. So God told me, Sam, take a certification in IP. So I did um, Harvard Copyright X. Then do your project on data. <laughs> oh, my God, what's going to happen? So I spent four months, five months, digesting articles, 
reading up articles. And this was all set in stone because immediately I sent the project topic. My supervisor had to approve it now. I mean, God don't talk, and who are you? So he approved it. So now think about it. I was spending months reading articles, 60 plus, 70 plus articles on data, privacy, data protection. And of course, the IP knowledge was there. As God so good, after school, um, there was a dunk in my grade, and I was like, God, I'm not going to go to law school. Nah, 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 nothing's going to happen. Like, we're going to set it, we're, we're going we're gonna, to, like, re rewrite this course and everything. And God so good, there was a supervising lecturer that I met, and it was like, Sam, it's not about the grades. It's about what you have and what you can do with it. So there was also intense studying, much more studying, and, of course, the corporate angle of shooting your shirt. But what, is just, what I just want to say is that when you know what you want to do, your friends that were running after the grades, that were running after the popularity of the course, two years down the line, they will come back to you because they know that that's your niche area. And you can't grow your career path if you don't particularly have a niche area. And then what God has also done for me is that each time, people say that I go out a lot. I don't really go out a lot. I just go to conferences a lot. And the reason I do that is because when God says go there, I'm going there because I know I'm going to meet someone there. You build your connections through that. And it's also important to know that whatever you're doing in your professional field, whatever it is in your creative field, you're doing this all because God has a testimony to share with your life. There are sometimes when it feels that, oh, how did I get here? How could I have gotten here? So there was a particular conference I went for because after school I got to a permanent. It was not really doing the kind of things I wanted. And the reason was like, so I'm going for this conference. I went there and I met this woman and she was like, you have to go to a firm where they practice what you do. Where they practice what you do. I said, okay. Job openings came. Courses were being taken. There were times when I would come back from work at 7 and I'm taking Coursera courses till 10. Three times, four times in a week. For two months, for three months. It all paid off. Because eventually when an opening happened, I was in NYSE and they were requiring associate of three years. And God said, Sam, take it. The months of preparations were for this. So, I mean, going there, having the conversations, the partners were like, you're still serving? And I said, yeah, to God be the glory. But this brain has, is not on service. This brain has been on, like, you know, a lot of work ever before now. But what am I saying? So, eventually, of course, I got in. And the dreams just keep getting bigger. The dreams just keep getting bigger. So, I'm just going to encourage you today, whatever it is that you're doing, professional field, trust God to work your part. See, you can't do what everybody else is doing. But whatever you find yourself doing, God will bring people to meet you there at every point in time. So that's my story for you. Don't be discouraged. Trust God with everything. It keeps making, it keeps making the path clearer. It keeps giving you clearer visions, better visions, bigger dreams. And in all of it, it's going to support you through it. Amen. Thank you very much. Hands together for Sam, please. So I was talking about fellowship then when he was taking fellowship and it was really, really hard. I remember then we were in Unilag and we had this um, Tuesday morning 6 a.m. prayers. We had Thursday uh, morning prayers. We had Thursday evangelism, Thursday evening. And then you see something white and black like this. <laughs> and it, it was regardless of whatever... Um, Thing was dealing with school and all of that. He always did show up for our fellowships, and they were very, very, very like it did. It did encourage all of us that were just like under him to now even do the work even more. So yes, um, if there's one thing I've learned from the last five people that spoke to us about their journey is that if you partner with God, if you do the work, success is the only, the only result you will have, and that is that is so, so, 
so so evident in our lives today. And I could not help but notice that Sam and um, Amara spoke, mentioned PD, and I like ah, come on, you don't like people too many in this church now. Nah. People will come and be you like this, you like that, but like you can you cannot hide. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot like you put you know like you put lasso. That is like yeah. <laughs> please, if you pass through you know like at any point in your life, please just give us a round of applause. I beg. We too try. We too much. <laughs> yes, that was that was that was. I learned. I definitely learned a lot. And for <laughs> Juliana, sorry about that. You can do your masters in a lag if you want to join the gang. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, I, I believe everybody definitely got to learn something. If you're a student, if you're a business person, if you're a career person, there was a story that you could definitely relate to at some point in your life. So while we're holding that thought, please let's stand up, hands together, joyful smiles as we welcome our lead pastor, Tolu Ayani of TGC. Oh, hallelujah. Don't just give God praise. Come here, old dance. Where Thank you for your help through it all. Thank you for your voice through it all. Thank you for even when we do not know you at once speaking, but we just need to keep going. Thank you, Jesus. This is your doing, and it is marvelous in our sight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Tell him thank you, my guys. Just tell him thank you. With a heart full of gratitude. This morning we say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You can have us. Uh, wow. So if you heard everybody, they kept saying the same thing that God said. They heard God say, 
Hallelujah. The earth God say. The earth God say. God said this, the earth God say that. To show us the importance, okay, of hearing God in you know, all that we do. You know, here we kind of emphasize that hearing God, I mean, it's not just about, you know, hearing God in church for church things. Amen. It's not just hearing that somebody that is sick. You know, we hear that, we do that also, we do that. Amen. That it's not just hearing God in, in, in the church box. That box is church box. It's not, that, it's not God that gave us the box. It's we, church people, give ourselves a church box. Alright? So it's not just hearing God for things of church box. But we hear God in all that concerns us. Does not that make you religious? Did not that give you religion? It died to give you a life. A life that flows in every area of your life. Hallelujah. So that my being one with God will show in everything I do. Hallelujah. It will show in everything I do. By being able to hear God, we will have results in everything I do. And here we emphasize that over and over and over and over and over again. The sick is healed, that one is there. Amen? But also, we get stuff done in the marketplace. Hallelujah. So, Father, we are thankful. This you're doing, and it's marvelous on our side. All right? Woo! Happy anniversary. Say it to yourselves with joy now. Happy anniversary. One more time, say it again. Yeah. Well done, guys. You've done a great job. All right? When I see you guys now, I see your glow up now. No, when I see my glow up now, let me know like, okay? When I see those past pictures, those past, those past pictures, and today, I'm like, oh boy. I was almost pastor like that. <laughs> hey, but glow up is good, right? Ah, I see Tomisin. <laughs> so I sent Tomisin a, a throwback picture this weekend. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> God is faithful. You all look bigger and better. Amen. I think I'm a throwback picture. Don't put, don't, don't put it on screen, please. Don't preserve his fine boy. All right? But it's about all of us here. We, where we were before and where we are now, it shows growth. It shows growth. Okay? Great things start in small places. Just, you need the God to believe God and take action. Hmm? Many times it won't look like it. People won't believe you. In fact, even you to believe yourself, it's because God is giving you madness. Mad, not that kind of madness, get my point. Mad faith. Now when, you, when you actually look at reality, you know what you are doing is crazy. But God is faithful. Obadiah 121. Obadiah 121. So this morning, I want to reinstate the vision, okay, and also let us know that it's about all of us, what we bring in. Yoruba know will say, In English, it means one person does not bear, we have come. All right? This vision is about all of us. It's not a pity thing. I'm only called to lead, okay, about what we all bring in. You are important. This is your vision. It is our vision. It's not a Pastor Tolu thing. It is our thing. What we see right now is not Pastor Tolu did all this. No, no, we did it. Because you had the God to try. 
You have the guts to believe. You have the guts to believe. To live where you are, you know, the, the kind of property you had where you were. You had the guts to believe that something was possible. So it's about us, about you. It's not about just pity alone. It's your doing. All we see right now is what you did. So clap for yourself. You have done well. Someone is wondering, what did I do? You shared flyer. You did something. Everything matters, man. All right? So well done. Are we there? What, Badaya 121. Obadiah 121. Deliver us. We will go up on Mount Zion. You know, is that a go up or go from? Okay. The word can mean any of them. You can use it, you know. Yeah. To govern the matters of Esau. And the kingdom will be the Lord's. Deliver us, saviors. We will go up on Mount Zion to govern the matters of Esau. And the kingdom will be the Lord's. So yeah, it means that saviors, people will go into God's presence, okay? People will be part of the church. And with what they learn and are equipped with from church, okay, they will go down the mountain, okay, to govern matters of Esau. And then the kingdom will be the Lord's. That what we do in church will equip us for what we will do in the world. That it's, not about, it's not about being stuck in Mount Zion for Mount Zion's sake. That you are going up Mount Zion for Mount Esau's sake. All right? That what we do as a church is not just about playing church because there's a world out there to save. So that deliverers will go up on Mount Zion. All right? Get fed on Mount Zion. Get trained on Mount Zion. Okay? And with the training and the feeding, we'll go and govern Mount Esau and the kingdom will be the Lord's. Now, govern there is not we'll go and rule them. It's not a takeover in terms of takeover mandates, is a service mandate, an influence mandate. Deliverer is not, is, not, is not conqueror. We are not out to conquer. We are out to deliver people. Do you understand? So we are not out to show who is boss. Nah, your man in Christ, you're already boss. There's no, there's no need to show. Your man in Christ, you're already boss. So we are out to serve our world. Serve our world. Solve problems. Show them righteous ethics. Hallelujah. So our vision is this. We are raising saviors. Alright? We are raising saviors. These are believers that are righteous and supernatural to succeed, lead, and have watch transformational societal impact. Alright? Again, we are raising saviors. Okay? These are believers that are righteous and supernatural. Amen. To what? Succeed lead and have transformational societal impact. So, what we do here, okay, should show in our society. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. So, this means that everything we do, okay, is to get people to encounter Jesus, live righteous lives. We're not saved for being saved sick. Being saved to change how you see life, to change your ethics. Amen. We don't have grace for grace's sake. Grace should work a change in your life. Amen, Abby. So that there's a before and a after in your life. Once I was blind, now I can see. So that you can say, okay, this is what I was. This is what I am. That being in Christ should begin to make for you a beginning of a brand new life. 
Now, you will not get there in one day, but there will be progress. There will be a part of progress. Do you understand? I'm not saying just get saved now and all your character issues are gone. Well, it doesn't work that way. Amen? But we get better. That we allow God to work in us, you know, better character, better attitude. So that, so that people can say, okay, this guy's certainly changing. Since he met Jesus, since he go to church, there's a change here. All right? Good. Good, good, good. You part too gentle this morning. Let it gentle, you know. These people, no, 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 no. All right. So we also help people to understand and cultivate supernatural. Okay? To understand and cultivate supernatural. You can see everybody was talking about hearing God. Hearing God. Okay, God said, we practice it here. We teach it here. If I had time, I feel like I should, we should do demonstration, okay? All right? But we practice it here. I mean right now, I can call somebody up right now, randomly, teach this member, and ask them to hear, hear and from, from experience, always do. Yeah. So it's what we practice and teach here. That if, if you are here for a while, it will grow on you. Now, we hear God different. Some of us hear God in more dramatic ways. Some of us hear God in more subtle ways, but we all hear God. Because someone feels like, ah, but I don't hear that. You hear. It's not, that it's, not, it's not as dramatic as some people's own. But we all hear God. Okay? And if you are trained to hear, you will hear. We hear in different ways. Some of us hear with, in dreams, in visions. You know, we see pictures. Okay? Some of us hear, you know, we hear words. Some of us actually know that this voice is God speaking. Some of us know it. We know it. Okay? I like those people. I, I really admire them. All right? Some of us just know. I just know that it's God speaking. How do you know? Uh, well, I, I, I just know. Okay? But all these things come with practice, okay, and training. But, you know, if you are here for a while, you will learn to hear God. And this is solid stuff. To able to hear God in your career, it's a big deal. All right? So we help ourselves here to cultivate supernatural. We see, we hear, we know. The sick is healed. Hallelujah. Now, if you are here and I pray for a sick person, if a person got healed, let me see your hand up. Pray for a sick person and the person got healed. Let me see your hand. Now, don't, don't, be, don't be shy now. We are doing, want to let us know our results. Don't, don't, don't be shy about it. Okay? Pray for a sick person and the person got healed. Can you look around the room? Put up your hand where? Mama, shy. Don't shy this shy. <laughs> so can you look around the room? Can you look around the room? See the number? Yeah, we, train, we, are, we are trained for that here. Now, people with hands down, let me, let me tell you why they've not done it. They've not tried to do it. If I'm lying, do like this. Face the back. But if you've not done it, because you have not tried to do it. Because here we are taught, we demonstrate. And if you try out of five, if you body, 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 you want one person to be healed. Amen? Amen? All right. So yeah, we are training those things because they're important. Okay? So with our righteous ethics and supernatural culture, we then are able to succeed in areas of influence. That is together, righteousness, supernatural, will show forth in your career and to make you rise. You will know what to do. God will lead you. And you apply yourself because you have righteous ethics. You apply yourself and you keep getting better. Hallelujah. All right. Then we lead. We don't merely watch this happen. We get involved. Amen. We don't just sit and take a back, back seat. Mm. I get my salary. Mm. No. We get involved. We make things better. We serve our companies. Whenever you work or if you're your own boss, you serve. You, you, you make a difference happen. Even beyond what you are paid, you want to see things get better. We lead. All right? We get involved. Even in our country's politics, we don't merely watch and hope for the best. We get involved. 
That's who we are. We lead. Don't just blame God for everything. Or blame you know, Nigeria's president. Eh, which we are getting involved in those things. We are decision makers. So here we lead. Okay? We lead, okay, so we can establish God's, you know, his values everywhere we go. Again, not by, con- not by conquest, but by service, solving problems. Hallelujah. So they, they, w- they wonder why Christ did not send soldiers, angels to fight for him, and just bamboos everybody. So no, no, no. We don't win by physical conquest. It's by service, solving problems. We win by love. Brothers, why are you doing this? Well, I love people. You know my point here? Why, why, why do you apply yourself so much to your business? Well, I want to serve people. You get my point here? I want to say, let's get better. Yes, I'll make some money for me, yes, because if you give out value, you make money. But it's beyond the making of money. Is that I want to see people's life actually get better. So they wonder why, why is his business so excellent? Why does such a good customer care? Well, because he loves people. Amen? So it's beyond the money is that we love people. We want to save our generation. We want to do all these things, okay? We want to have you know, societal impact. That we can transform society. We want to bring things together. Righteousness, supernatural, and getting involved that we can see societal you know, impact through us. Amen. Amen. So he said, I said we are raising saviors. I did not say I am raising saviors. We Ah, so it's not just um, a meeting. It's what we are all doing. Amen. So you are the saviors. You're also the one raising saviors. We are, we, are, we are all in this together. Hallelujah. Someone say, I'm raising saviors. I'm raising saviors. I'm raising saviors. Say it with your, with your full chest. I am raising saviors. I have a part to play in this. All right, Exodus um, 17, from verse 8 to 13. This is our vision, not just my vision. It is our vision. It's our anointing. It's our grace. I'm only called to lead it. Amen. It is our grace. Your path is important. Somebody just gives you the best of smiles, and it just makes your day. That smile is important to our vision. Amen. Amen. Have you been there before when you come to church on Sunday morning? You are tired, you are stressed from life. So it just gives you that smell and that hug and your week is all right. The person wonders, I did not do anything. I just smelled my smell and hug my hug. But all those things come together for a great experience. If you have been there before, let me see your hand up. I came to church on Sunday morning, somebody hugged you and just felt, ah. again, don't be shy for me. I'm trying to let us see what's happening. Lift up your hand well. So we all have a part to play. Someone says, I only shared flyer. Well, your flyer brought somebody else to church. That's a big deal. So we all have a part, and every part is important. Every part, all you do is important. All right, verse 8 to, to 13. Want to go? The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow, I will stand on the top of the hill with a staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and all went to the top of the hill. Verse 11, as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. Whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. 
Verse 12. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Or held up his ear, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. Verse 13. So Joshua overcame the Amalekites and me with the sword. Now, imagine Moses saying, you know, I'm emoji. Me and God talk as we talk face to face. Amen. I, I hear God. God speaks to me. God strengthens me. Me and him were there on the mountain 40 days. I get my point here? Me and him, I did not eat anything. I did not die. 40 days with the strength on the mountain. So I can do this all by myself. I can do this all by myself. If I issue a command, if I just put my rod like this, everybody will just die in the Malachi Tami. They could say that. If I just do my sword like this, my rod, like I did for the, for the Red Sea, they will just all die. I am, I am Moses. Amen. But for just to get done, it took something beyond Moses. It took the men that, that went to the field to fight. It took the church that, went to, that, that led them to, into the war. It took Aaron, okay, and all that held up his hands. So that the, the result was what everybody put in. Are you understanding me? So it's beyond just what an, an emoji, you know, being a celebrity. It doesn't work that way, guys. It's what we all bring in that makes us succeed. So we have to because of, of what we have all brought in. Your time, your emotions, your tears sometimes, your resources. We are here because of all you have all brought in. So they put up his hands one on one side, you know. His hands were held up. Okay? Aaron here, Hoyer. They, they, they're not competing who can raise his hand, you know, the highest. They're not trying to say, okay, ah, me, I'm Aaron, I'm stronger than this guy. Let me make, let me make his hands, you know, higher than this. What would have happened? An imbalance, and they have lost the war. But they both had up the hand, doing their job without, without competing or completely just getting the job done. There was, there was no, no one trying to do the most, the best, the best guy. You know, the best worker. Uh, just doing God's work from your heart. Start with everything you have got. All right? And the guy on the field, we're not trying to say, okay, how will I be done on the field when Aaron and all are just there, Odinans? Amen. How am I the one on the field when I just dead? They're the ones staying with the emoji. They are close to him. He's, he's just, just like, you know, he's more of their guy than I am. What did he do? He went there. He did the job. And they all won the victory. So that our result is beyond what one person does. All you do is important. For you just, just to hold up the hand, you have done a very important job. Hallelujah. So that your role is important. That's my point this morning. Your role is important. Your role is important. So we now begin to find, you know, and make sure you are doing the role that God has called you here to do. Find that space and fill it. Hallelujah. All right. Glory to Jesus. Let's go to First Samuel 22, 1 to 2. Mm, I like this, 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 this verses. Ah, okay, let's go together. NIV, please, because of, this, because of um, those online. David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. Verse 2. All those, please read it, read it slowly. Read it slowly. It's important. All those who were in distress 
all in depth. All his contented gathered around him, and he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. Look at David's army. This, this is David's army. Look at them. People who were in distress. Distress means people that were in deep trouble. Vagabonds. Okay? People who were what? In debt. Running from that basic. Amen? People were discontented gathered around him. Okay? And they, they became his army. He became their commander. Is this how to build a army that will fight and help you to win? By common sense, is this how to build an army? Just pack from Israel together. Not just pack people that, you, um, David, just pack people that, you know, they were misfits, vagabonds, small people. And Moses became their commander. Later on, they described as David's mighty men. That misfits found a vision. Went from being misfits to being mighty men. It's not about how you came in here. It's about when you came in here, how did you allow God to walk in you here? Hallelujah. And it's how God walks. When you come in, you come in as a savior. You came in needing saving. Most came in here needing saving. Needing help. Broken from life. Heartbroken. In depth. As in badly broken. Hallelujah. No hope. No vision. No joy. Okay? That is how you should come in. In fact, we want you to come in like that. We welcome people like that to our midst. Amen. With your sin. With your problem. Big problem. Bring it. The joy is in watching people go from being misfit to being mighty men. I'm not asked to look for perfect people. That's boring, man. But come with the way you are right now. With people, I think my point here. So I'm, I'm, I'm all out of people that don't fit in. The unreligious. No one has a future. Just, ah. Don't we sad. Life has shown you shaggy. Yeah, welcome. Come. Hallelujah. That's the job. To take people from being misfits to being mighty men. That's what they call leadership. That's the power of vision. So, you are welcome here with all your problems. That's the idea. With your doubts. Your questions. Your, where's my future? What will I do? Hallelujah. So that woman that has, that had, had five, four, four and a half, four and a half men. Four. Yeah, that one, that one, the other one was, you know, it's complicated. Right? That was Christ's kind of assignment. He came for the sick. So that we are a church that welcomes the misfits. Hallelujah. So when they come here, you're not doing, ah, let's shift to. See, start to. See everything. Let's, okay. We are a church that welcomes the misfits. That mighty men come from an army of vagabonds. Hallelujah. Paul them in Corinthians. When you first met Jesus, how many of you were noble? Paul's asking them, how many of you were noble? How many of you came from good homes? Do you hear my point here? When, when you came in here, where were you? Okay, that is how God works. That God finds you where you are and makes from you a mighty man. Hallelujah. So that one will see our before and after. Mm, Jesus is at work. Glory to Jesus. So be happy where you are right now. Celebrate where you are, where you are, where you came from, and celebrate the journey. Now, you feel like you have grown up, right? We are not there yet, too. We another, another four. Now do, we now do a before today, like, oh, God. That is how God works. 
is how God works. So that, you know, even though you might feel small now, unfulfilled, Kara is doing, you know, upsy daisy. You know. <laughs> yeah, but God is at work. And even if you are big today, you are not there yet. I said big, because Johnny is far. Hallelujah. Okay, so a vision turns an army of, of misfits into mighty men. I like misfits. You know why? They think differently. They dare new things. They find, they find boys not going to join the army. Don't that the future. They didn't join David's army. Amen. They don't join new things. They're happy where they are. They're blinking your eye. Think about it. Anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. They, did, they don't join. The lives are perfect where they are. The lives are moving forward. So God does new things with the army of misfits. Because only a misfit will dare something new. Live where you are. Your comfort, all, all, all working for you to go and start a new church. Look at your right. University 211 person. Your left Final year. First lesson, I'm like, okay, how will we do <laughs> this? Hallelujah. But great things come from an army of misfits. Glory to Jesus. God starts new things with misfits. So you might feel like, you know, your man is different. It's exactly why God chose you. Second Samuel 23. Let's see what those vagabonds became. Second Samuel 23 from verse 8. Can I have my first number now? Hallelujah. Now, they've gone from debtors to what? These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Hallelujah. Come from debtors, from those in deep trouble, those that are discontented, they have become David's mighty warriors. God turns misfits into warriors. Hallelujah. You might look small now, but God is working in you. Amen. You might have your doubts now, your worries now. How will this get done? This career, this vision, how will it get done? But God is working. So when you do a throwback, in two years, time, three years, I'm like, wow, how did we get this done? You see that God was at work in you. All right? Want to go? These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Joseph Bashebat, a, a Takmonite, was the chief of the three. He raised a spear against 800 men, whom he killed in one encounter. Misfits don't give up. Misfits don't give up because they know, how, they know how their past was. Yeah! They've seen Shakpa Pro Max. So they learn to be dogged. They rehearse all day. They practice all night. You don't go and pick someone from a king's house to do this kind of job. Follow, follow David out to the wilderness. Your idea. Someone is coming, you hide in that bush. Your idea, idea. Only misfits can do some kind of job. Where you are broken sometimes is why God comes for that kind of new thing. Hallelujah. Some people are too touched to be used by God in some certain ways. Some of us are, you know, 
we go in anyhow, if it's God, we go in right there. All legs in, all body in, into trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah. One man, 400 men in one encounter. When you go to a place with God that toughens you, you can get some tough things done. When you go from bush to bush, hiding from people, you learn some madness, some toughness. So when God, God, God can use those, those, those that look broken in your life to bring out of you intense strength. People back down, but you don't back down. Why, why doesn't he back down? You, where I'm coming from, we can't go back there. Amen. We can't go back there. We have to succeed, we have to win. Let's go on. Let's go on. Make it fast, please. Next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodai, the Awite. As one of the three mighty warriors, it was with David, okay, when he taunted the Philistines. Uh, okay, verse 10. Okay, look at this. Let's go back. Let's, let's go back. In the, the last line says, last line. Then the Israelites retreated. They all ran back. When they were on that seat, they were encircled. They all ran back, okay? Verse 10. But Eleazar stood his ground. Uh, look at this. Till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. He fought for so long, his hands, you know, stuck on the sword. Everybody ran back. We stayed. He fought with his hands stuck to the sword. The Lord brought great, about great victory that day. Yeah. The troops returned to Eleazar, but only to strip the dead. He had by himself killed all of them. They only came to strip those we had killed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sounds like, like a movie, right? It looks like a movie. 300. People read Bible and what are those stories? Hallelujah. He fought. He would not back down. He would not give up. Okay, verse 11. Next to him was Shama, some of Aji, you know, the Ararites, interesting names. Okay, when it's gathered together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. Verse 12. But Shama ah, took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended the Philistines, and the Lord brought about a great. These guys don't know how to give up. The mighty men of them are those that will not back down, that will not give up. If God said, go, oh boy, I'm going. I'm going. It might get tough. Yes, it gets tough, but I am going. All right? Verse 13. Want to go? Yeah, continue. Yeah, while a band of Philistines was, was encamped in the valley of Rephraim. Okay? 14, make it fast. At that time, it was a stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. Verse 15. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone will get me a drink of water from the world and the gate of Bethlehem. He just, he didn't mean it, okay? He wanted it, but he wanted it, but he, he didn't mean that people should go and get it. Now we do. You want something, but you, you don't plan that they get it for you. Oh, babe, I just want women. Women can relate, okay? 
I just want, you know, amen. I just want this, this ridiculous, you know, thing again. But they wasn't really thinking that someone would go and dare to do it. When people love you, those are small longings. It's an assignment. Amen. You just said it in place, but for me, it's not really. Again. All right. Verse 16. So the three mighty warriors, look at this broke through Philistine lines. They went to fight to bring water. Entered into, into someone's siege. Do you get? To go and bring water. Okay. Drew water from the world near the gate of Bethlehem and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before, like, wow. You guys went that far to just bring water. This water it can't be for me. It's God. The commitment, the love, dedication, the, the, the how far they would go for their boss, for their vision. This is what makes mighty men. All right? Verse 17. Once we go, far be it from me, Lord, to do this, to drink this, okay? Is this not the blood of the men who went at their risk? You might that this water is not water, it's blood, it's blood water. People use that, do you get my point here? They risked their, risked, uh, their blood <laughs> to get this for me, all right? And they would not drink it, okay? Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. Verse 18, is that all? Yeah, Abishai, the brother of Joab, son of, of Zerah, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against 300 men, whom he killed and so became as famous as the three. Verse 19. Was he not held in greater honor than the three? He became their commander, even though he was not included among them. Verse 20. Yeah. A valiant fighter from Casville performed great exploit. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down to a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. Movies, man. <laughs> 21. And he struck down. This guy was seven, seven feet. 7.6 7. feet high, the guy he fought, okay? Yeah, okay. Although the man had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a cup, snatched the spear from the man's hand, and killed him with his own spear. 22. Yeah. He too was as famous as the three mighty warriors. 23, finally. Yeah. Now, you know what made these guys? Because they were misfits. These guys, all they had to do was stay in the wilderness, training, preparing, training. Why? They had nowhere else to go to. My point is this. That God only needs you to come as you are. There is a training, your commitment, that makes a savior out of you. It's not about where you are right now. Some of us feel, you know, I try hard, but I still make many mistakes. It's exactly why you, why you fit. Hallelujah. Some of us feel, we still feel broken. You know, you feel too much in life. Things, don't, things are not working yet. 
you are broke, you know, and broken. Chakpa pro mask, you know. But it's why you fit. It's why you will not give up. It's why you will not back down. It's why you will do the word. It's why you will study. It's why you will pray. It's why you will give in your best to it. In fact, I don't like people that come in, that come in perfect. They don't make good soldiers. They don't really obey that much. Do you understand? Hallelujah. So it is you we are looking for. Alright? So if you stay the process, obey, take action, let God give you your own personal revelation, your personal dream and vision, apply yourself to it. Why you feel it sits in your career is exactly why you will succeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Give it time. Patience. Amen. At work. She said she would work sometimes, you know, come back from work. Who said, yeah, Samuel, that he would do seven to ten studying his considered courses. That is why we succeed. We don't just wish to succeed. We give, we, we put in the work. Talk about, about us too. I should sleep sometimes three hours a night, sometimes one. Vision demands work ethic. Success demands strong impute. You have great days, you have not so great days, but in all this, we keep moving. I always say how they told us that time to leave the, leave the venue. No warning, no advance warning. No, they just said, told us on Friday, don't come on Sunday. Amen. We will beg, where well, this man said, we will not beg. We will not beg. We will do Shakara, children of God. We will not beg anybody. And we made the move, said we will do service that, 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 that Sunday at a park. And we made the problem look beautiful. We turned the problem into beauty. It, it looked planned. It was not planned. It was a mistake. It was, you know, something happened. We took nice pictures. It became a picnic. We had a great time. When you're a man of vision, you have to know how to turn bad things into good testimonies. Hallelujah. So that ourselves, we'll go from looking, look at this, looking for money to pay per Sunday. We said we'll go and get someone we'll get, you know, we'll pay per year. And you guys made it happen. You guys made it happen. You made it happen. The money came together. You made it happen. Vision requires guts, requires boldness, requires faith, requires good people. Hallelujah. Don't try to go it alone. Don't, in, your, in, your, in your career, in your, in, your, in your business, don't go it alone. Pray for good people. Pray for the gift of men. I have you guys. I have good people. Amen. And I have good mentors too. I'm not alone. I ask people questions. Amen. Amen. So it works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have good people. You guys do a great job. Smile, just, smile, just, just little things like someone smile when you're preaching. Esther can smile for you like that. Yeah. Those things matter. Everything matters, guys. All you do matters. When it comes to you show up in church, it matters. It, it's encouraging. Your role is important. Don't feel small. What you do matters. You know, recently, she just joined recently with me, okay? She was talking about, about everything every, every on, on Twitter, about service after, after church. Service was this, service was that. I'm like, ah, oh, girl, new fan. Thank you, Jesus. Ministry is moving. But it's encouraging. It might look small to you. It might even look small to her. But he says, okay, someone is getting blessed. That is a lot. 
everything you do matters. There are no small people here. Amen. There are no small parts. All they did was to hold up, or just hold up the hands of Moses. It was a menial job. Not taken involved. But it was so important. That's why they won. I mean, I can't get enough face money. I can't get enough face. Lord, I find my place in this work. I find my place in this journey. I right, me pray, Dada. Uh, I find my place in this work. I find my place in this work. And we will never for less. I find my place in this work. That's more that's found in you. And we will never for less. Vision turns men from misfit into warriors. My friend, your place in this vision. Go from being a misfit. In quotes, a weak person. Small person into a mighty warrior. That how you came, it's not how you be. We know there's more that's We are raising saviors. You. you are raising saviors, and you are that savior. You will succeed. We'll you will make that succeed. You will lead. You will have influence. We know Your works will prosper. You. Your hands are strong on your sword. And we your career is your sword. Your arms will stand strong there. Us. And you tell out all your enemies. We know no matter how many they are, no matter how strong they are, that by the training you receive here, your arms will hold strong on vision. Your arms will hold strong on the calling. On your, on your purpose, your assignment. Yes, even in tough times, your arms will stick to your sword. You will not you won't drop a sword. You will not drop a sword. Your arms will hold strong to your sword. And what you are trained here, the teachings, discipline, the accountability, the encounters, we know all you are taught here that's will help you to hold strong you. your weapon of war in your career. And we oh, you will rise. We'll never you will rise. You will rise. We know you will rise. More found this vision. Change your story. And we this vision will never will change your story. This vision will change your story. We know there's more that's found. They had their apostles speak. And in front of them, unlearned men, unschooled men, but they were so bold, so bold, so strong. They must have built right. They took notes. That is because. They had been with Christ. So shall be your story. No wonder what gave him the gods. What gave her the gods? How could she dare? How is she so bold? How is she so strong? How is he so tenacious? How is he so wise? And they will know that because you have built TGC. They will know it's because you have built on the TGC. This work will show your life results. This work. We will show in your life. That's more than this vision will make a word out of you. Make a word out of you. Make a word out of you. 
and practice them we know as you apply yourself this vision will change your life and we you will succeed there in all that matters in marriage in love we know in finance you have a balance yes your hands are held up left and right and we in your life you have balance everything, everything works well as I held I left and right. We know all works well for you. In, in, in career, in business, way. in love and in life. And we will never settle for less. We know that's more that's found in you. For that person. For that person. That has so so so, so big dreams. And you wonder how will I love? How will I actually, you know, love somebody and care for the person and do my part, you know, as a spouse with this dream in my hands? There are people like that here today, I know it. God says, as maker of men, I don't see come back on. Oh, people don't get it. Okay, no, you're right, people. I don't give you one, take another from your hands. I don't give you success and take from your family. I give good gifts. I give good gifts. My gifts are good and they add no sorrow with it. Because I prosper people and I add no sorrow to prosperity. Your life will work, sir. That fear, bury it. Just you to Jesus and walk with me. Your life will work. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, finally. Matthew 13, what's time? Matthew 13. Matthew 13. From verse 31. Matthew 13, 31, 32. I like this verse, this verse so much. Once to go, he told him another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. 32. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. It might start small. It's so small, people can't even see it. Amen. But when it is planted, it will become a huge tree that the best of the air will come and hide under. Your life, 
might look like a small seed now. So small, even you cannot see it. It's so small, even you cannot believe it. So small, so insignificant, so, uh, what am I? I'm just another guy, just another, you know, writer, you know, another IT guy, another student, even with the carryover, you know, who said, but God says, big things start small. That once it is kingdom, once I can tie my life to the kingdom, it might start as a seed. Hallelujah. But it's going to grow. When you plant it in water, in, 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 in the ground, and you water it, and you play your part day in, day out, it will grow. You will grow. Small you will become a mighty warrior. People will come and, and find their protection on, 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 under, under your tree. You will grow. Hallelujah. Again, little you right now, you are becoming a mighty warrior. Small seed today, tomorrow you are a mighty tree. Once you let God's kingdom drive you. So this is your only job. Tie your life to the kingdom. Your career tied to God's kingdom. Don't just, just merely run your own race. No, run a kingdom race. Let God be the winner, winner of your sales. Let God be the winner of your sales. Let him propel you. Let him, let, let him drive you. Let him push you. Let him lead you. He will carry you high. He will take you far. Hallelujah. Take you far. Small things become great things. Hallelujah. Great things come from small places. 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 Father, this morning we pray for everybody here this morning. Everybody here and online. Lord, I pray that they value who they are in seed form. And they apply themselves. And we apply ourselves in that career, that ministry, that vision, that calling. That you apply yourself and you walk with God. And you become that, that mighty warrior that I plans for you to become. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Please come. I, I, I'm preferring. Come, 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 come. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Answer Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Many are the Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're my glory and the lifter of my. Start from many are they that rise up against me. Yeah, it is the, the solo. The song is for you. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You are my glory. You are the lifter up of my head. For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are my glory. You are the lifter up of my head. Don't just come against you. Don't stand in your way. The Lord will lift up your head. It will be your shield and it will lift up your head. Is your glory is your shield. You are the lifter up my head. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Give her the praise, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah.
We hope you are blessed by that sermon, Chance to Growth and Global Impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church and do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.